Are we there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast, where we unpack our childhood drama and try to figure out why we are the way we are. We're here to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? Welcome back, good girls, to another episode of Good Girls Gone Sad, the podcast. Today, our guest is Kendall Bowden, a New York City-based actress and sketch comedian. She's a founder of the group Fun in Moderation, which performs regularly at Caveat. Follow Fun in Moderation on Instagram for upcoming dates. She's also regularly featured on Saturday Night Live as a background performer, and that's actually where me and Kendall met in 2018, and we've just kind of been friends since. Isn't that so sweet? Okay, let's listen to the show now. She's an absolute delight. You're in for a treat. All right, welcome, Kendall. Welcome. Hi. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Not nervous? No nervous, yes. <laughs> no nervous. Nope. <laughs> no nervous. That's a no normal nervous. sentence. <laughs> no, ner- nervous. No nervous. <clears throat> okay, well, don't be nervous. No, We're I just going to ask you to reveal your deepest, darkest secrets. That's all. <laughs> and then we're going to post them for the world to see. Yeah, our hundreds of thousands of listeners. I'm so excited. Great. Um, do we... Do I say it? Should we? we? Hashtag dive right in. Who goes, I'm about to dive in. Someone does that. I don't know, but I'm thinking, I'm diving in, I'm going deep, and on my head I want to be. Do you know that one? No, no, I don't think so. What? <laughs> okay, maybe this is maybe this is a church reference. In fact, Wait. I think it is. Caught in the rush, lost in the flow, and on my head I want to go. But that's different than, it's like I'm diving Chapman. in. Wait, that you sing yours. I'm diving in. I only know it because Good Christian Fun does it as their interlude. That's the same song. Oh, it's the same song? I'm diving in. I'm <laughs> <Okay>. going deep. <laughs> yes. But he sings like this. It on my head I want to be. Yes. I'm yes. going to put in a clip of this. Okay. What's interesting His is. His name is like David Chapman. What's interesting is that we definitely, we sang that song. So I didn't know it with that intonation. <laughs> you didn't sing it like that? Um, we didn't. Um, but if I knew singing it like Kermit the Frog was on the table, I absolutely would have adopted <laughs> that. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Wow, good job, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so sink or swim, I'm diving in. in. So Kendall, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we uh dove in. We don't. We really we dove did. In. We dove deep. Did you dive in with us? Were you here? <laughs> I do not know that song, but I was vibing with were you we, guys. Were we like holding hands going into the deep end, of the, uh, the shallow end of the pool, or the mi- yes. the mid section of the pool? Were you guys, were you guys, would you guys dive into the pool? Were you, p- yeah. pool people? I can dive. I cannot dive. No, I can't dive. It's the, it's the fear of I w- it not being too deep. I, yeah. I don't yeah. like diving off a diving board. I'll say that. I used to be afraid of like climbing down ladders. That was big for me. Like in the pool or like normal ladders? Just like ladders? L- all ladders. <laughs> like in, in and out of a tree house. Or time I got mm-hmm. stuck in a tree house because I was really afraid of coming down on the ladder. And you're like, this is where I live now? Yeah, my dad had to come get me. He's going to, he's going to love two shout outs in the past <laughs> like, minute. Um. Yeah, my, my office has this little spiral staircase and because we're on two floors now and we just moved to a new office and um, none of that is relevant, but we do have a little spiral staircase and it's like one of those like death trap ones. You know what I'm talking about? They're like, w- like there's holes in between the slats. Yes. And like when you're going up, it's like ding, 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 you know, like they like <laughs> it's <yes>. metal. <laughs> is that what you were going for? <laughs> It's a death trap that, that goes ding, ding, ding. That, yeah, but it is metal, but it's also, like, in the middle of a, like, like everyone knows when you're entering or exiting the mm-hmm. floor. Sure. And is it, like, that metal grate material? Yeah. Like, with the X's? Yes. And then people, like, wear heels to the office, and they're, like, 
trying to play a cool or taking their life into their own yep. hands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one thing about me is I don't take it because I took it one time because I was with our intern and she was like, let's just like bob upstairs for this meeting. And I was like, yeah, I can just bob upstairs. <laughs> and then um, I was wearing like a maxi dress and I kept stepping on it and I was holding mm. my computer and like my water bottle. And so I couldn't like hold on to the rail. And I was like, this is how I'm going to meet my untimely death. Were you wearing a Hill House today. home dress? No, I was oh. wearing uh, <laughs> the well. It was when we went to see the Barbie movie, so I was wearing like a hot pink nice. dress that I think is from Target mm. last season. <laughs> no, Nick showed me a picture of an apartment with a metal staircase oh. in it to a private roof, and like immediately, my first thought was like, "Oh, when I'm drunk, I'm gonna slide down that." And I was like, "This is <laughs> a, he was like, look people. at this apartment. It's so cute." And I was immediately like, "Red flag." <laughs> Clocking this. I think about drunk people every time I see a spiral staircase on yeah. Street Easy. I'm like, no. Oh, me too. In my college house, separately from Spiral Staircase, we had the option of having a hot tub, and we're like, it's yeah, there was a hot tub. <laughs> and we asked them to drain it because we were like, well, we don't want to pay the utilities, and two, I'm like, someone's going to die in that hot tub. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Death the Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or no. get pregnant. Or get, or get pregnant. pregnant. Or get pregnant the podcast. We were talking that before. No, I meant pregnant in the hot tub. tub. Oh! <laughs> Get pregnant, the podcast. We're diving in. We are. To your good girl origin story. Diving deep. Here we go. Um, I grew up in Pennsylvania um, and went to private school, and I feel like that is where my good girl origin story starts. Um, loved it. Loved the blazers, the knee-high socks, all of that. Um, Wait, who did you go to school with? Oh, well, we never went to school at the same time, but uh, Taylor Swift did go to my school. Wow. Let's yeah. put some money in the Taylor Swift I drawer. know. <laughs> We're going to have to put a lot of money in there today. Yeah. Catching. <laughs> um, definitely, like, not to be that person that's like, oh, I relate to Taylor Swift, but I very much remember Miss Americana in that documentary where she talks about being a good girl. Um. And her, that whole scene at the, with the journals, I'm like, oh, I wonder if a part of that was my private school. Their phrase was like, you're the luckiest kids in the world. Um, And they used to say that to us all of the time. And it was a very competitive environment in every sense, but in like second grade. Um, So definitely, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but... Did and they tell you now you're the lucky ones. Exactly. Do you I think you're still competitive? It. Yes, absolutely. To the point where, like, I make things challenges that do not have to be challenges. Like, mm. winning a meeting. I'm like, yeah, I said the best thing. Like, mm. <laughs> you, you won the meeting. You made everybody laugh. Which is, like, you don't have to be competitive about everything. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a dangerous mindset in comedy. It's so Because then you, like, don't let yourself fail or say something stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's also... Like, because you, mm, I'm sorry, I'm like getting so weird because I'm like, I know I'm talking into a microphone right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I need to just relax. Yeah. Okay. I've had a very big fear. Sid has asked me to do this podcast once or twice. <laughs> and I've had a very big fear of like everything that you say is going to be recorded and online. And so now I'm like overthinking it, mm-hmm. which is very good, girl. Yeah. Oh. Oh, well, yeah. That's <laughs> why we always tell our guests that we will edit it out because we are overthinking girlies everything All yeah of us. yeah we not to peek behind the curtain too much we edit this podcast more than well i i apparently cats out of the bag because i'm not great at editing um <laughs> and everyone can tell where my jump cuts are but um <laughs> somebody say that yeah who do you think 
Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> my, si- my sister did tell me it was like jumpy sometimes. And so now I like will go back and like try to jump. <laughs> well, something but happens. I wasn't going to say anything. No, it's okay. And I don't want to make more work for something. But also something happens when I export from GarageBand. We have come across this multiple okay. times. Yeah. Um, but We're dealing with that, different iOS. We're dealing with different iOS. Yes. We're not tech savvy. We're not women in STEM. <laughs> we are historical, like, like history and (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i was gonna say we're like liberal arts girlies oh yeah i was Mm -hmm. like we're like history and english but then i couldn't say i almost said historical girl (laughs) (laughs) that's what i thought you were i I think that's what we all thought we were going american girl i thought you were going with like a we're born in the wrong generation (laughs) and i was gonna have to tell you that i feel strongly (laughs) that i was born in the correct one (laughs) i think i should have been born a good three years earlier but like that's it Mm. I just like tampons are really important to me. And mm-hmm. that's something. I w- yeah, we yeah. Well, tampons are actually not important to me. So I think I could have like been <laughs> okay in earlier eras. I think I would have done really well in like a wool forward 1950s. Wool. <laughs> well, and you don't wear glasses. No. So that's yeah. another thing that I think that is big. makes or breaks. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> because, like, my mom always says that she couldn't have lived, like, in the Little House on the Prairie era because she just, like, simply wouldn't have been able to see. Oh, that's true. My teeth would have been really, really bad, though. I did need mm-hmm. braces. So whenever, Me like, too. like commercial orthodontia was invented, I could be there, there then. <laughs> the start. That's where you're <laughs> yeah. like, I could go from that period <laughs> on. on. What yeah. about you, Kendall? Um, I was, like, obsessed. Never had a Felicity doll, but, like, was obsessed with that era of, like, it, I feel like it's the Hill House home patterns, the mm-hmm. very, like, floral thing, and I just wanted to wear a long dress all the time. Were you a horse um, girl? I was not, but Nick does say that I give off major horse girl energy. Okay, when people say that someone... XYZ person gives off horse girl energy. I feel like they don't understand the nuance between animals. Like, to me, mm-hmm. you were like, you might have been like an elephant girl. You just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is crazy. <laughs> I was like, what kind of thing to say is that? But apparently the right one. Wow. Like, like Ivory Ella? Ivory Ella. <laughs> yes. What is Ivory Ella? It's like, it's like Vineyard Vines, but elephants. It's not. No, oh, it's, it's 100% brand. what it is. Well, yeah, it's like the same thing. Okay, I never had an ivory Ella, but also like as a child, my stuffed animal, still mm-hmm. have, um, was an elephant, and I just named it Ellie. I was like, this is Ellie the elephant. Okay, cute. Super creative. I have a whale named Whaley sitting in yep. that room. Okay, so us. we've all been there. Did you feel like a dolphin kid? <laughs> um, Not even really. I just got, honest. that whale was buy one, get one free. I got the free one. <laughs> this is actually- We love a bargain. <laughs> it's so funny. So my mom and I were, I was probably like, you know, four or five or whatever. I don't know. I, I remember it theoretically. Yeah. So my sister was at camp and we went to the store to get her a stuffed animal to send for her at camp. And I don't even remember what stuffed animal we got her because I got a <laughs> get one free. <laughs> and it was the whale that is like now just core to my identity and existence. It's funny. And sleeps with me in my marriage bed. <laughs> in her marriage bed. <laughs> um, what do we think I was? I don't want to say lizard girl. It's like a little mm. lizard girl, but I actually have become like, like more like a lizard woman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into lizards in my like later in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a monkey girl. Oh, this that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah, and that makes sense. And that makes Aero a lot pastel? of sense. Um, no, not not like a Paul Frank mm-hmm. way. I was like a limited two way. Okay, yes, in a limited two way, but like I had this 
stuffed lemur, I think. And it was one of those ones where it had long limbs that had Velcro on the hands and feet. And mm-hmm. I would wear it around my neck. I would, like, wear it all the time. Like, it was, like, my friend. Um, Mom or dad, if you remember the name of this lemur, please let me know. And then I was also, like, a very classic, like, teddy bear girl. I was, like, mm-hmm. a girl with teddy bears. Um, and also neopets. But mostly, like, I thrived knowing that I was, like, this is classic stuffed mm. animal. But um, as far as a favorite animal, I was I was a monkey girl. Yeah. Yeah. I had like a little arrangement that I would do around me at night and then I would rotate their positions so that nobody nobody felt, felt left out except mm-hmm. for Whaley who was obvious number one. Mm-hmm. And it was like you but all you couldn't know. let them know that. Yeah, yeah. It was like so he's family <laughs> and <the rest laughs> everyone else is guests. <laughs> yeah. I and think they all know their place. I think that's a nerd to be here. That's like a pretty common occurrence, I think. Yeah. I've seen some tweets about it and I was like, Well, here I was thinking I was unique. No, I, I've never thought I was unique. <laughs> I was like, isn't your whole thing being so happy you're not unique? Just like every girl. Yeah. Wait, okay. I do want to go back to your good girl origin. Yes, we do. Yes, we can go back. Not only because that is the format of this podcast, but because I am thinking about them telling you that you were so lucky. Mm -hmm. I Was it out of a place of like, you are privileged to get to go here? Or was it like... No, it was like, I mean like a little bit, but in the way where it was like, you should be so lucky for the opportunities that you have. Um, and I do get the message when you're young, you're like, you know, you should be really grateful for all the things that were, um, you know, teaching you and the opportunities, opportunities that you have as a kid here. But the way that they made you say it in unison at like chapels and stuff was very weird looking back on it. Um, and I feel like it lost that meaning of like gratefulness, which is interesting. I really like the theory of it. Yes. Like it seems nice to be like reminding you of your like privilege and like opportunities you get. But then at the same time, I don't know. I just feel like sitting there saying like, I'm the lucky one. And then all of a sudden, like something bad happens to you and you're like, but I'm supposed to be lucky. Yes. I feel like then it can come with a sense of entitlement that like was not like meant to be that's fascinating it was like you all have been given the same opportunity and like putting us all in the same field which was good but Mm. then the environment was so competitive Mm -hmm. too just being like you're grateful you're lucky and then there was some like attitude of you have to be the best Mm -hmm. and that's where I definitely think like you know you just like what am I trying to say you like enjoy homework and you're Mm -hmm. if you got a 98 percent on the spelling test like that is not good enough and I feel like that's what I'm chasing in my adult life I'm like oh wow I know how to be grateful I'm so glad for the opportunities that I have but for some reason I'm like I have this feeling of like I'm not being good enough and I think she even mentions that when she's sitting there with the journals going back to Taylor Swift um which is so fascinating just to think about that like experience from such a young age and how it's like set up to be a good environment, but it might have been a little bit not detrimental, but you know, messes with you as an adult. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia yeah. Rodrigo. The, are we singing it in unison? All the time. To everybody, I'm grateful. All, All the time. time. I'm sexy and I'm kind. I'm pretty when I cry. Yeah, it's a little bit like that. Um, and then besides school, I got into drama camp when I was very, very young because I was such a shy kid, shocker, 
Um, and my it mom, is though. It is surprising that you're shy. Really? I, I will say I was surprised that you were nervous to be on this podcast. <laughs> but I forget that like stage, like people who are comfortable on stage and like being silly on stage and wearing a mustache and doing an Italian accent, like that is not the same. Watch yes. Earns on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, like, that's not, like, you know, I forget that there's a lot of famous celebrities who are very shy. Yes. And, like, I don't know. I think it's something that, like, you have to remind yourself because I would think of you as, like, just so out there and, like, totally confident in any situation. But, like, it makes sense when you think about it. Those are, like, two different skills. Yeah. Kind well, of. we were just talking about this with, like, the difference between sketch and stand-up. I was just about to bring this up. My last year I made the New Year's resolution that all I wanted to do was try stand-up one time. And I failed <laughs> um, because it's just so. You failed in that you didn't do it. In that I didn't okay. do it. Um, I was going to take a class because I believe that I can't learn anything without being in an academic setting. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah, if you guys yeah, relate yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> class girls over here. Uh, I literally taking class. class for no reason. I'm like, well, one day this is going to come so in handy. Yeah, but I, I just kept pushing it off and pushing it off. And it's still on my list of things to do. But what is so scary about it is it's me. Like, it's. I mean, it still is a performance, but it's your words, it's you, it's um, your thoughts, and, like, that is terrifying versus, like, putting on a mustache and being, like, making fart noises. Like, that <laughs> feels so much more comfortable to me. Um, and I think just about the way that we perform in life a lot of the times, too. So I'm glad I didn't appear nervous <laughs> coming no. in here. But it, it did help me come out of my shell a lot. Um, the drama camp? The drama camp, mm -hmm. yeah. And just being in theater. But then I was also, like a kid who had who was always in a show and had like play rehearsals on the weekends and after school and was in like multiple shows at once so I was a working child I never got paid for it but I was working <laughs> um and that definitely like the idea of like putting on a good show putting on a good performance being a good kid in school um it was all like chasing the like being the best and I'm learning that it is okay to just be you Mm -hmm. and to it's it's not a competition like I mentioned and yeah well it's also if you're telling everybody that they need to be the best obviously every single person can't be the best exactly that defeats the purpose which yeah that's tough I mean it's like even just like the best you can be like then you become competitive like with yourself yes so like any way you spin it you can become you can go sad <laughs> yes exactly well, and being sad is inevitable because yeah like once again if you're not in an academic setting am I achieving am I not like at the end of the day at work sometimes I'm like was that a good or a bad day I don't know do people hate me I don't know did I get the work done I guess technically is there something I'm forgetting I don't, I don't know instead of just like okay turn in your homework yep mm -hmm. when like my life was turn in your homework and mm -hmm. then show up to play practice okay there no, and I don't know about you guys, but I totally agree with the doing the best that you can for you. But I just have such a big negative self-talk voice that I'm trying to get out of um, and re reframe and relearn. And so I'm always fighting like, but was it your best? And mm. that is has been very, very difficult over the past year. Yeah. Mm. I think that's almost why I like stand-up is I know I can always do better. Mm. Mm-hmm um like even when I do well I'm like oh okay I like to I like to know I'm not I don't suck at this and I'm not it's not like embarrassing for me to get up there and do it but it is like cool to know I can always do better and I think that's like what comes with being individual like being an individual doing yeah. it is that any success is my success and like if I work towards it 
See, that's so funny because I'm always like, I could have done better. And so I'm making it a competition with myself, which is not, not good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, so in our show that we just had, um, I forgot a punchline to a joke, which I just remembered. It took me a week to remember. (laughs) I literally was brushing my teeth yesterday and I was like, oh my God, that's the punchline. Um, But I, I mixed up a joke in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like off timing wise. So then I just started a joke that I haven't done in like probably a year and I forgot the punchline and I like on stage was like nope don't remember the punchline I'm spiraling (laughs) gotta get off whatever and then after everybody was like oh I didn't like I thought that was part of it like I didn't know like I and I was like oh so you just thought I ended on a dumb joke where I didn't have a punchline okay worse um (laughs) (laughs) but I was like that's fine but anyway I keep like in the moment I was like whatever I lived yeah like that's kind of cool to see that like my worst fear is forgetting my lines. Have I ever forgotten my jokes? No. And yeah. now I'm like, have I ever forgotten my jokes? Yeah. And I'm still fine. You're okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're but, here. But then at the same time, I'm here like, well, there goes that video. Like, I might have had a good eight-minute set clip, but now I don't. Like, I don't know. I just keep in mm-hmm. my head. I'm like, why did I even do that joke? Why didn't like I missed the joke earlier? That would have been so much funnier to end on. And I, it's just like it's so pointless. No one's thinking about it. But I am. Yeah. I feel like mistakes are hard. Mistakes yeah. are very, very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think about that. I'm like, oh, was that all of the competition and all of the pressure? And like, if you're not the best, you're not doing good enough. Um, and so one mistake can throw you off. But like you said, you're mm-hmm. you're alive. You're okay. good. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to answer this, but do you feel like you've ever like really failed at something? <sighs> yes. <laughs> but then you like so we beat on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly right. in the past, and you like I honestly we're think we're gonna have a Sid quotes great Gatsby <laughs> jar. <laughs> um, the thing is, I used to feel that way so much, and then moving to New York City, like I was just like God dang it like I Mm -hmm. felt like I was constantly failing and I really had to adjust my mindset um because even things that I was doing success like for every success I had I had three failures which was even like not going to the grocery store that week like I just like wasn't holding myself up to a standard and I was like I'm this is going to be miserable here if I think that way so I've like reframed it mostly but um and I've had like a couple a few like big failures I feel like that were never how I planned like Mm -hmm. I was never going to be that person that x like that got fired I was never going to be that person that other things and then they happen and then there's really nothing to do but move on yes and that's the hardest thing though it is no it it really is it's so easier said than done and I feel like I say that all the time but yeah it until you face that, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. But I am so anxious that I'm like, but what happens if I get fired? Mm-hmm. And then I sit there and I spiral and I think about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I find myself, like, just avoiding things that I don't think I'm going to be good at. Which, mm-hmm. and I think, like, taking a class to start stand-up. Like, if I hadn't felt like I did a good job like from the first class I think if I hadn't felt like oh the answers that I brought were good like the you know when I submitted my joke thing like other people said that she like ripped it apart and mine was mostly compliment like I think if that hadn't happened I absolutely never I don't think I would have done the final showcase I don't think Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like I don't know I'm like I did this thing that's supposed to be crazy and scary but I think in the back of my head I was like I'm not gonna be terrible like, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try it. Yeah. Which 
I actually, it's funny that you want to do stand up because I've wanted to do, I've wanted to try improv because I know I would be bad at it. And I think it might be really good for me to do something that I think I would be really bad at. It's a good challenge. I hated improv Mm -hmm. because you can't plan anything. And I'm glad that I did it, but it definitely, I made it a competition, which is like not what you're supposed to do. It's like, yeah, no, honestly. (laughs) It's talked about that. Improv is like really, really exposure therapy for good girls. Like, um, yes, you have to. Like you can't do the thing where you just go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to finish the group project for everybody because if you're going to slack and it's going to be like this, I'd rather be my way. You cannot do that. Mm -hmm. And that actually makes you a really bad team member and Mm -hmm. people will call you out and they will notice. And so you like have to reframe. Um, It's why it is like a good team building exercise and um, like I get why like corporations make their employees take improv, (laughs) but um, no, it is really Good, and it might, it might be good for you. You should maybe do it. Yeah, I no, I really like before the pandemic. I was like, I'm going to take a class at UCB, and then UCB ceased to exist, and now I guess it's back. But I don't think for people like me, like, <laughs> is it, <laughs> isn't it only back for people who are like on their teams? I don't even know. No, no, no it's they're back. They're classes. doing classes oh, again. Yeah. Oh darn. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll send them. To okay, you. I'll sign up for stand up if you sign up for improv. I feel okay. like that's the challenge. Yeah, I would do that. I'd be down. I actually think that doing improv would really help my stand-up because, especially because I've gotten so nervous, the less often I'm doing stand-up. So then I'm, like, just absolutely horrible to be around the week leading up to a show. So I'm, like, I feel like getting on stage and, like, flopping (laughs) would be good for me. Or just, like, more stage time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, maybe I wouldn't flop and I'd be an improv prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) It's you and Ben Schwartz. Because I'm always Selling out Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. I'm like, oh, I feel like I I don't like improv and I've taken classes, but I feel like I failed improv because I'm not on an improv team because I didn't finish it. Mm -hmm. And what is finishing improv? There is no finishing improv. Well, Um, no, they made it so you finish. So because they know that like good girlies come in and like need a goal (laughs) and need classes, (laughs) they need classes, they need a goal to achieve and they have turned it into a market. Um, But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, No, I. I get that because uh, uh, improv is like the most arbitrary, like ambiguous form of art there is. And it's ephemeral and it's like all of these things that wouldn't attract perfectionists. So they, which is why I think it's good for perfectionists. No, it really is. Yeah. Well, also, I That's think. That's why none of us are doing it. <laughs> yeah. well. I'm like, it's great for you guys. Have fun doing improv. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, like, I think of improv as you just have to go off your gut, like whatever. But I know that there's like philosophy behind it and you like learn the techniques and that's what helps you. So you're not like, there is a possibility to be prepared, but like it's not the same as rehearsing your yeah. stand up or lines or whatever it is. Like it's not the same. I don't know. It seems great. Wait, do you sing? I do. Okay. Very well. Because I think singing, which why haven't we had Kendall sing with us? When we actually just did. What? Oh, I think on the podcast. I was like, no, we no, actually no, no, no. just sang. on our on our live show. Okay. Well, then we'll do it. I'll come sing. She will come sing. Will you? I will. Okay. She'll be nervous, but she'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll also be singing, so you will just be helping us <laughs> carry a tune. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. Well, I was gonna say, well, we're gonna both sing the melody. I hope you're fine with that. <laughs> 
I'm good with Even that. Even though I have, in fact, put into the Good Girl Glossary being so proud of your out voice part and me being an alto, um, I do take great pride in that. I do need someone to tell me what the harmony is. I can't just, like, pull it out of my butt. No. Um, so if you, if you told me what it was, I could probably go, God bless America. Go, I'm diving in. I'm going <laughs> Wait, what is it? Bum, 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 bum. That's me doing Carol of the Bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, wait, what is it? Um, and I... That's all I want for Christmas yeah. is you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I never was supposed to be an alto, but I was one of the people who could succeed in doing harmony lines, mm-hmm. which is why I ended up there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I feel like singing is one of those things that could get really competitive because it's like, yes, you're trying to hit every note and stuff, but then there's like beyond that it's like are you able to do like really cool riffs and like whistle tones like me and Sid or like yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sorry we tried to do whistle tones for like a long time on our last glossary only episode and I think I left in like one of them but I was just like these poor <laughs> ears don't need to hear us do this but I just feel like singing if it were me you can never just like check the box of like perfect singer done like I just feel like I would constantly be like I don't know. It's a good thing I can't sing. Thanks, God. That's what's great, though. It should be there's always more to learn. But I fall into the same boat where I'm like, oh, it, I, there's always more I could be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, I need to reframe and be like, oh, how cool that I get to learn something new or try whistle tones or try some, something. Yeah. Uh, do you ever do any of you ever feel like you get to a hobby, hobby and you like accomplish it? You're like, OK, I'm good enough at this that if I had to do it in public, it's not embarrassing. And then I'm like, I don't need I, I have given up on things because I'm like. I'm a good enough tap dancer that, I'll, that odds are, unless I'm in a room full of tap dancers, I'm the best tap dancer in the room. And that's I'm like, that's all I need to be. I need to be better than the other person. Okay, remember <laughs> when I said I wasn't competitive? <laughs> no, not me. I feel like I have the exact opposite where I'm like, I don't know. I've been thinking about this recently too. I'm like, oh, I wouldn't call myself a comedian because I'm like, I've done four sketch shows. And, but I've done it. I've taken lots of classes. I should be able to call myself a comedian. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, because I haven't achieved some accolades or done enough shows I'm like too scared to say that I've done this thing unless I'm a professional oh no we both felt that way about calling yeah. ourselves comedians for I a mean long time. I think I think like in the like context of being on a podcast I would say like I'm a stand-up comedian but like at work I would say yeah. I do stand-up comedy which is like you know I'm not you know, it's like, I don't know that I would have, I would say that like I used to be a ballerina, but I would say I danced growing up. Yes. And I feel like the difference is subtle, mm-hmm. but to you it's there. Yeah. yeah. I, that's so funny though. I used to um, go to this boxing gym and I got really, it was like a real boxing gym. Like people trained to like fight there. And um, I got to the point where I started taking sparring classes because they like kept telling me I should take sparring classes. And so I was like, okay, I will. And then like, I didn't like being punched <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> It's just like this one girl like hit me in the head and I was like, ow. And she was like, you got to keep your hands up. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> that was mean. I don't know. I'm a little girl. And um, so anyway, I feel like that was an interesting example of like, I was like, I love the classes. Like get me in a situation where I'm not being punched in the head and I'm here for it. But I felt like I had to keep leveling up. It was like, I have to do sparring classes and then maybe one day mm-hmm. I'll do a fight and like maybe one day I'll do blah, blah, blah. And then, like, I moved to a different place where it was, like, 
further away for me to go to this boxing gym and I just kind of stopped going. But then there's still a part of me that's like, I could well, be the I best boxer. Well, and I'm like, I was good at it. I should stop. I shouldn't abandon something that I was kind of good yeah. at, mm-hmm. which it's like you can abandon whatever you want. Like, I mean, do you want to be boxing or do you just want to be good at boxing? Exactly. Well, also, I'm like, as I said, you can abandon whatever you want. It's like, maybe don't. There are some <laughs> things you should not. <laughs> Your family. People. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, the but important yeah. I But I loved it. But then once I started sparring, I didn't like it as much. And it's like, I could just go back to the classes. But then now I'm like, well, I probably would be bad. And would they remember me? And it would be awkward. And I'm just like, <laughs> why am I like, like this? I have to start from the beginning. Then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. 100%. Oh, Lord. Wait, so I'm curious, like, from your school, did you go there K-12? I, it was early childhood, so I started oh, okay. at three, um, and then went there through eighth grade, okay. um, and then I went to public school after, and everybody else went to um, private school, so it was, like, a big drama, yes. but I went there because I was like, oh, I really want to do theater, and, you know, at private schools, you have to continue to do sports and, and all these other activities um, outside of school, and I was like, I really just want to sing and dance because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I was gonna I was curious about like the college admissions process with a group that's trained to be competitive <laughs> yeah I mean auditioning for drama schools was crazy um and was like a full-time thing on top of school and being in musicals but I mean it's it's so weird going through that at 18 and you're like, this is my identity. This is. It, deter- it feels like it determines the rest of your life. It mm-hmm. feels so, like there's so much feels pressure. feels so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, trying to be like, being like, oh no, it's cool. I don't want it that bad. It just would like make or break my entire life. Um, <laughs> and I ended but up. But it's chill. <laughs> it, but it's totally chill. And I'm like a cool kid, not nervous about this at all. Um, I ended up going to school for acting instead of musical theater, which too, at 18, I was like, not good enough there, but it ended up being the best thing for me. And somebody else made that decision for me and knew what they were doing. (laughs) Um, I think that musical theater can get so competitive. Um, yeah, scary competitive. Do you want to do musical theater? I like singing and dancing, but Mm -hmm. I actually don't think, I think that I'm, I'm a probably a park and barker. I can't dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I definitely love singing and love, love musicals, but yeah, I, I don't think that I, you can still I love should dancing. Not dance. I should love dance. Yeah, yeah. I do love dancing. Yeah. Well, do I want somebody else to see me dance now? <laughs> Maybe you should write a musical sketch. Yeah. It's in the works. It's a, is okay, it? Great. Yeah. This time? Yes. With Austin. In oh. the hat. No, 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 no. I'm thinking uh, of the other one, the Shania Twain one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair I'm enough. obsessed with, uh, like, anybody who can sing and does some form of comedy. I'm like, maybe you should um, write musical comedy songs. Because it's, like, my favorite type of comedy is when people sing and are funny. Um, and I wish I could sing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could write music. I don't think I can sing well, but... So many musical comedians can't. True. Yeah. But you kind of have to, like, <laughs> be able to play the piano or something. Like, you have to have, like, something Yeah, that's else what I'm saying. I need you're to not be able to. That's my problem. And I can't tap to, well. Do you want me to bring my violin? Yes. Best violin player <laughs> in North Carolina. Give it up for Becca Stevenson Ryan. I just, it's just so funny because every time you say that, <laughs> I think about this girl that I know that grew up playing violin with me who is like a literal violin prodigy who went to a conservatory and like now plays in like quartets all over the world. <laughs> and I'm just like, Mia would be like, what the hell? <laughs> She'd be like, she wasn't even the most talented violinist <laughs> in our small group of violinists. <laughs> Well, she isn't 
I, I don't have to bring her up on stage. Well, and Sid has never heard either of us play. So <laughs> for no, all I Sid haven't. knows, I am the best in the world. Yeah. Yep. Move over exactly. Joshua Bell. Um, oh, my gosh, Joshua Bell. Didn't he have, like, a fun haircut? Didn't he have, like, a floppy haircut? I think so, yeah. I think he's, like, sort of hot violin. Yeah. Or maybe. Remember <laughs> Lindsay's? There just weren't <laughs> that many hot violinists. <laughs> well, Lindsay Sterling's like, I'm going to do backflips. Y'all okay with that? And we're like, whatever you want. Go off, girl. <laughs> yeah. Go off, Lindsay. You do your thing. You're having so much fun up she there. She does look like she's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe we should have a show. Good girl glossary knowing who Lindsay Sterling is. Yeah. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> Wait, I have we have to enter it right now. One, two, three. Knowing, knowing who, who Lindsay, Lindsay Sterling, Sterling is. is. Wait, I would also like to add um the oh god, what movie? What is that movie called? Hillary Duff. Raise your voice. Yes, what is la, 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 la. Wait! Huge news. You know the other girl who gets up and sings in that is Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson's niece. It's Rita Wilson's niece. Wow. Oh. And she was the one. Did you guys hear about on Claim to Fame? Somebody like threw a big fit. Do you know about the show Claim to Fame? I do know that, but I have not heard of it. I watched it. Yeah. It was Rita episodes. Wilson's niece. And the, she's like, I'm an actress. And like the two things she's been in is something else with Rita Wilson. And she was the girl who sang before Hilary Duff in Raise Your Voice. Wait, hilarious. See, she thinks she's an actress. We can all say that we're comedians. We are comedians. We are. Exactly. Well, wait, back to raise your voice. I just do have to make this one thing. The girl who plays the electric violin in the mall. Do you know the scene? No. Mm-mm. Do you well, know her? I do want to know what <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. You can't leave it there. I was People, say, listeners will know exactly what I was going to say, this is like specific good girl, good girl glossary moment. Like she pulls out her electric violin. It's like this skinny little electric violin. She's like a classical violinist. And she's like, I do this to make money on the side. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, don't judge me. And then she plays, like, the sickest song. And I think that, like, wanting an electric violin because of raise your voice and being Mm -hmm. like, I'm actually going to grow up to be Shania Twain's backup violinist. Like, also, also knowing Shania Twain's backup violinist. Uh, (laughs) There's actually so much I could do about the violin. I should have my cousin Anna on and we should talk about it. Because we used to, like, listen to Shania Twain and then we would, like, teach ourselves the violin parts to play i love that i also wanted an electric violin i was bad at violin did play violin was asked to not come back to orchestra senior (laughs) year or um eighth grade year and you know that was fair i didn't practice at all because i was bad at it and it hurt my fingers it's painful no one talks about that playing the violin hurts Maybe that's why I have long nails now as a rebellion because I used to have to have short nails yeah, for violin. So you go like this. I'm doing a like how do you do vibrato on the violin? Look at this. This is real it's going really poorly. <laughs> it's just like Yeah. It seems a little bit vulgar now that we're doing <laughs> it. It really does <laughs> without a violin. Anyway, we can like cut all of this out. No, I think <laughs> we must keep it. Did you want to add to the glossary? Yeah, Wanting electric violin? Okay, I go for too. it. Wanting, wanting an electric, electric violin. violin because of that one scene in Raise Your Voice. <laughs> Watch me like realize it wasn't that movie, but I think it was that movie. <laughs> I right, just y- feel like wanting to play the violin is a good girl thing as well. Oh, I yes. wanted to and never. My mom was like, well, you're taking piano. And I just hated piano lessons and then never ended up. I one second, real quick. Okay. I wanted to play the flute. That was <gasps> my. Yes, because flutes were so dainty. Yeah. There was nothing like, mo- there was no like 
f- like true sign of womanhood than the flute. <laughs> well, that's, okay, that's I like love s- that take. that's so Felicity Core, right? That is, it absolutely <laughs> yeah. is. Well, also the fife and drum shit. <laughs> the flute is the violin of the wind section. Yes. Oh my god, that's so true. And the clarinets. What is the clarinet? The clarinet viola. Sta- I want to say that, but like it, I think it stands alone in a class of its own. Maybe. The reason I well, okay. So here's the thing about the flute. The flute is first violin. Clarinet is second violin. Yeah. Because clarinet mm-hmm. holds down the fort, mm-hmm. but the flute is like doing the like trilly little things that everyone's paying attention no, to. No, actually, the clarinet's the cello. See, I think there's probably like an oboe that's the cello. I would agree with that. Okay. The oboe thing is, cello. like, what do you have against cellos? No, I think cello <laughs> no, is think extremely cool. cool. And you think oboes are? I think cool? maybe you think clarinet is cooler than I do. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm team clarinet. But okay, wait. Um, is there one deeper than the oboe? Bassoon. Mm-hmm. Bassoon is the bass. Mm-hmm. Obvious bass. Bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Linguist. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I think oboe is the cello to me, or the saxophone if you want to get sexy, because the cello the cello can be very sexy. The cello is so sexy. We have all seen Smooth Criminal, the cello guys. Yeah. Yes. Wait. <laughs> Um, I was at this event the other day that was like a Gen Z event. And so they had like a panel of Gen Z kids, not kids. One was 20. Kendall is young. Okay. I am. Kendall's Gen Z. So they had Gen Z people on this panel and it was like people ranging from like 20 to like 26. So Mm -hmm. like the full range of Gen Z. And, um, somebody asked them like, how do you see yourselves differently as millennials? And like, how do you want to be talked to differently? And one of the guys was like, he was like, see, I'm in like my late 20s now. Like, I think of myself as an adult. Like, I think I relate to millennials on a lot of things. Like, you know, I remember Blockbuster. And he's like, some people don't remember Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's like, I think there's a big difference there. And he was like, also, I think it's just like once you become an adult, like, everything is similar. And then this other, and I was like, yeah, totally. And then this other guy goes, well, first of all, millennials hate us. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. We were in elementary school at the same time. Like, we are basically the same age. I am baby. Like, come on. <laughs> like, I literally was like, I'm, I was like, you probably think of 30 as so old and I'm 30 and I'm probably four years older than you. <laughs> like, it literally, it was just so funny though, because I was like, literally our whole table was like, wait, no, we want to be Gen Z. Like what millennials are you, you talking about? You scare us. I'm like, are you talking about 42 millennials with like 42 year old millennials with three children? Maybe they might hate you, but we want to be you. You just scare us. That's why. We're so confident. That's why we slick our hair back like this. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did I say the other day? We were at that comedy show and I went, the slick back buttons have arrived. It's time to go. Yes. <laughs> oh, <well>. Because like <laughs> the we energy shifted because yeah, we were in Bushwick, bed Bushwick. Don't remember. I guess that's fair. We were in Bushwick at this comedy show, which was very funny. But then there was like this dance party after and the energy very much shifted from like comedians hanging out at a comedy show to girls in slick back buns arriving to a dance party and I was like we gotta get out of here I, I'm not equipped I'm not mentally prepared for this right now even before we went when I saw the flyer I was like Nick we can mingle and then as soon as the DJ goes on I was like <laughs> I cannot be go. at a Brooklyn <laughs> dance party it's like I'm not that cool that is so funny um do, is there anything else you'd like to add to your good for origin story um I don't know. Did it make sense? It yeah. did. Okay. Oh. Is it helpful? Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it was okay. great. I also now want to watch Miss Americana again. It's so good. There's and nothing like this. Miss Americana, Americana and, and the, the Heartbreak, Heartbreak Prince. Prince. Oh, yeah. It's Miss Americana today at the Chiefs game. Oh, my God. I know. I wonder oh, if it'll get the Chiefs game. She is. is. 
Michael. Oh my God, this is so funny. Okay, and so the brother plays for the Chiefs, right? Sorry, plays for the Eagles. Yes, the brother mm-hmm. plays for the Eagles. Oh, Travis Kelsey's brother. I was like, her brother, Austin. I don't think he does anything. <laughs> he went. He went to Notre Dame. Was like, I'm tapping out of society forever. I'm good to go. Well, he also went to Vanderbilt. Oh, so, wow. okay, so he's he, just, like, getting degrees. He transferred from one to the other, and I don't remember in which order. I think it was from, I don't know. I think he graduated from Notre Dame. I don't know. Because I remember her, like, like being in the state to go to the graduation, and, like, the, the air shifted. You could tell that Taylor Swift was in the state <laughs> of Indiana. I'm not. I'm not shitting there you. Is it was like it was like a. Thi- it was a huge deal. When she arrives, there is like a shift in energy. Everybody knows. That was so funny. Well, yeah, we were. So Michael was like, okay, for the listeners, in case this is no longer news that people care about by the time this episode comes out, Taylor Swift was spotted today with Travis Kelsey, who is a football player. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> no, she was just at his game because he was on the field and she was hanging out with his mom wearing in the his, box, wearing his jersey, which she did not a- arrive in. Did you notice that in some of the videos she's wearing a red jacket, no. and some of them she's wearing a jersey? So I, I think I, I actually that. saw one photo and that was it. So <laughs> I think somebody from his camp gave her a jersey to wear, but that's just me. Heidi Gardner must be shitting herself, probably. <laughs> <laughs> She just loves the cheese. She so does. Much. She really does. Um, Heidi, if you're listening, smooches. Um, oh, but Michael was like, Taylor Swift probably loves football. She grew up in Pennsylvania. And I was like, first of all, that doesn't mean she loves football. Kendall <laughs> yes. does, though. I do. Go, birds. Um. Okay. I do. I, I respect that. But I'm like, I went to UNC Chapel Hill and like, I love Carolina basketball. But do I love basketball? No. Yeah, so I'm like, you can't just lump her in the state of Pennsylvania, especially when she, like, is sort of like, I'm actually a I'm actually from Na- daughter. I'm actually from Nashville. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I actually am Southern. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm from the South. I'm actually, I'm from, I'm from Mexico. I'm from such the, deep, <laughs> the deepest part of the South. It's actually Mexico City. Anywho, but yes, she is an yes. Eagles fan. She officially. is an Eagles fan. Are you also an Eagles no, fan? No, she talks Eagles about fan. the Eagles. Eagles shirt. t-shirt hanging from the door was Thank confirmed you. to be the Eagles football team, not yes. the Eagles band. Good. Um, and I will like to say, I like football, but I like watching the Eagles. I'm the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, this is my team. I'm going to stick with them. I do love like the dips and like the the other fanfare around football. I'm in it being sweater weather. Dips? Yeah, you know when you make like different dips? No, that's like incredible. I, I, like, I thought you were talking <laughs> about like some kind of like dip. in-stadium <laughs> tradition. I was like, oh, the dips. And I was like, she means just no, dips. No, she just loves snacks. <laughs> See, that is, that's my kind of good girl right there. Mm-hmm. Dip forward. Honestly, dip I forward. there are many events that I am into just for the snacks. Mm-hmm. And certainly the Super Bowl is one of them. I don't even like the commercials. Like I'm supposed to watch them for my literal job and I don't like I'm just like, I'm actually here for the buffalo chicken dip, and then I'm going to go read <laughs> my book. Like, my, my perfect day is a crudite platter. Yeah. Mm, which is really yeah. just vegetables. Um, and, I, and I know that, but if you call it a crudite platter, it's I don't want charcuterie. I want crudite. Oh, it's I want fancy if you call it crudite. Um, but uh, I love a party to have, like, a theme. Mm-hmm. And so when it's football season, I'm like, ooh, yes, we can start making some, like, buffalo turkey dip because I'm allergic to chicken. You're um, allergic to chicken? I know. Wow. This is a late allergy that I found out late in life and I've kind of made it a personality trait um that would have to though because that would change my life for the bad I eat chicken almost every day I I did too I like loved Chick-fil-A loved chicken nuggets um and yeah it's it's weird but I can do turkey so it's like kind of the same 
I recently discovered I'm allergic to crab, which doesn't hit quite the same as chicken because like yeah. I don't eat crab every day. But that's a hard one though. Yeah, I do eat it a lot at weddings, and I was feeling sick at a lot of weddings, and that's <laughs> how I found out. I was like, uh oh, gotta stop eating crab cake. <laughs> no, I told Sid this the other day. I j- I'm allergic to pineapple too, and I just found out that Al Pastor tacos are pork and pineapple, and I've been eating them and being like, oh, that's so spicy. That's why my lips <laughs> oh tingle. My God. Yeah. Mm. Um, what makes you sad, Kendall? What makes me sad? Um, the thing that's been on my mind a lot recently has been people pleasing. Mm. Obviously, I feel like, obviously, <laughs> I'm like, obviously, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> you all get it. <laughs> you all get it. And they do. And, and they, they do. do. But um, it's just something where you like think you're helping people out and you think that you're doing a good thing. But I, I don't know. It's it's definitely I've noticed that I'm like, oh, I'm only doing this because I want to help somebody else. And is that actually what I want to do? Um, so learning how to protect my energy and and do things for me um, and not just because I'm I feel an immense guilt if I do not do this. Um, I don't know if you guys relate to that. 100 percent. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Sid is like, no, there's like this is the, these are the three most overcommitted people I've ever met. <laughs> <hung out yet."> like, <laughs> Um, mostly because I feel mine is like a FOMO thing where I'm like, I technically can do that. And then I also have self-diagnosed time blindness. And then I'm like Mm -hmm. late to everything. And then I'm like, everyone hates me. And then I'm like, and they should, everyone should hate me. They just, I deserve to be hated. Okay. But on the flip side, you are like a loyal friend when it comes to like showing up for people. And I think that that has a lot of value. Like, even if you show up 15 minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> She's but I, still there. Yeah. 19 to 20. I'm like, I and I am on my way that full 15 minutes. I am coming. Yes. Yeah. I do. But I think that's kind of where the trap falls, where you're like, of course I'll come to your show. Of course I'll come to this. Of course I'll come to that. And then it's like, sometimes you have to not try to do everything. But I do think it is like a very nice trait in a friend to yes. have somebody who shows up. As we found out, <laughs> when people don't show up, it makes us sad. Yeah. Yeah. So to have people who, like, consistently show up, it means a lot. You know Truly what Truly the worst too? part of producing a show, because as you know, yes. is getting the text day of that, hey, I can't make it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you want me dead and in a grave. <laughs> yes. And, like, like that nope. is so far from the truth of what's <laughs> actually happening. Like, I don't know, when we were doing ours, people, like, actively had COVID. And I was like, no, it's okay. You just hate me. Right. It's yeah. like, you're probably, like, rejoicing. You're like, thank <laughs> God I lost my sense of taste and smell. I don't have to go see Kendall do her stinky, stinky <laughs> sketches. Well, I do think the worst sentence in the world is, do you want to come see my sketch comedy show? So I understand when people, like, make excuses or have something else to do. <laughs> But it's it's like into the top ten. It's up there. It's up there. I was gonna say improv one hundred and one. I I didn't want to <laughs> say. It. Do you want? Hey, do you want to go to this improv show? By the way, it's an improv jam. By the way, I'm gonna go perform improv at you. Yeah. By the way, it's a second date. No, you're right. That's number one. That's number yeah. one. Do you want to come see my sketch shows? Number, number two. two. Yeah, I think the worst thing is when like people don't tell you they can't come. Like. I think it's worse to feel like you're just shouting into the void. Like that was kind of how it was for me this time where like mm-hmm. I was like sending well, like people when you're emails. Like, when you're like directly asking them. Yeah. And yeah. no one was like people just were not responding. And then like. Because then I'll leave you alone too. Yeah. If you have a legitimate yes. reason for not coming, I will leave you alone. Well, And like I don't want people to feel like they have to come every single time. Right. right. It is really nice when somebody says, hey, I would love to come, but I have plans that night. Like, please mm-hmm. let me know when the next one is. Well, because then people say, let me know when the next one is, and I let them know, and then they make me feel stupid. Yeah. For letting them know. They're yeah. like, what was I? G- Sorry, did you think I wanted to yeah. come to that? 
I did have a decent number of people this time reach out and say why they couldn't come, and yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. People that, like, I would never expect to come, like, replied to my emails and or whatever, or my Instagram story or something saying that they couldn't come or they couldn't stream or whatever. And I was like, that, uh, that like, goes so far for me. It if does. If you just tell me that you can't come instead of, like, being weird about it and being quiet and not saying anything. I don't well, know. I think, I think that's culture, amazing. I think it, well, I th- no, I think in, like, today's culture, too, is, like, you don't know how to say, like, it's just, like, a rock and a hard place, lose, lose. Mm-hmm. If you don't show up, like you're a bad friend you're like a bad person no matter what so it's like oh do I tell them right away I can't go do I try to like say maybe I can make it and maybe I can but then I won't end up wanting to and then I'm like I my whole thing is I'm like if you don't want to come please don't like I don't want you being there yep. and <laughs> resenting me for making you come to this because I'm not going to make anybody come to this we can just hang out later we mm-hmm. can just hang out later and like it, like I have some friends who are like, it makes me so uncomfortable to watch anybody do comedy. Mm-hmm. I hate comedy. Love you as a friend. And I'm like, noted, you're off the email list. But um, it, it is difficult for me when people say that they love the show, they love coming so much. And I'm like, are you saying that just to make me feel better? Or like, because, and then like, it's weird when you don't come. I don't, I don't know. It's like, th- honestly, it's very much exposure therapy. It is doing, imp- it's like, it's very much doing expo- exposure therapy. Yeah. Is producing a show. And being on it, and um, I'm always like, no, everybody else is so funny. Like, don't even come for me. Like, everyone else is so funny. And then at the end of every show, I'm always like, would you have laughed if you didn't know me? If you didn't know anybody yep. up there, like, did you still find this funny? And I, that matters so much to me. But what else makes you No, sorry? I, I <laughs> totally agree about that. And I think that, like, self-promotion is so hard. Mm-hmm. So hard. I struggle with that. Like, every time I would go to post an Instagram story, I was like, this is stupid. Like, and it should be, you should be excited to share the things that you've worked so hard on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, just going off of that, what you guys were talking about, I guess what's making me sad, too, right now is just black and white thinking. Like, I get so trapped in it. It has to be this way or it has to be that way. Um, and just learning to be, like, okay and go with the flow and not be so negative all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think, like, with the sketch show, that's, like, a – great place to learn that lesson yes <laughs> like a lot of things are you can't execute like you can't even execute it even if it's in your mind that, that way we don't have the time we don't have the resources um and like I don't know it's so even like directing sketches like you can't make people act the way you want them mm-hmm. to act like even with as much direction as you give them it's still somebody else doing it and you like have to let go of that control yes I am a control freak I absolutely like have been learning to let go of things and it's it's a great lesson to learn so if you're a good girl just take a promedy that's that's the, that's the message here. that's yeah. the <laughs> message although i will say producing a show brings out the most control freak in me it like, makes me mm-hmm. feel it makes me feel bad about myself i'm like oh i'm a bad person i don't <laughs> it doesn't make me feel like a bad person but it does make me feel like a psycho it makes me feel crazy but for me too, I'm like, I need to get an A in producing my yes. show. Yeah, well, that's what it that's needs to be it brings perfect. out. Yeah, I wish it brings that they out gave report cards yes. <laughs> after comedy shows. Oh my god, I literally. Well, <laughs> they, were, they do send you a report card. Caveat sends you a report well, they card. They ticket sales, but I'm like, I also want to be like, was that did you sketch like funny? It? Did you like it? Well, Sid, Kendall, and I were talking about this before you came. I, I was like, I loved working there, but then like we were like, did they like us? And it's like that's like not. 
their job to like us right but like it does matter if they like you but i mean we can talk about it, later, it's but. not <laughs> but i just mean like it's not our job for them to like val or it's not their job to validate us after yes. the show yes. and say it was funny we're so glad you chose to come here like that's not their job but like i want something like i need i need positive reinforcement yeah. yes other than just like can yes. you get out we have another show <laughs> positive reinforcement is huge i feel like i'm always like at the after party, I'm always like, okay, but did you really have a good time? Like, yeah. secretly trying to, like, like, what was your favorite sketch? Pull the room. <laughs> who, do you, who do you like the most? And, like, not being weird to be like, I yeah. want to talk about what just happened, but I'm also, like, trying to get a pulse check mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say, no, the thing about producing that makes me feel like a bad person is just, like, it brings out, I feel like, my worst qualities of, like, being a control freak, um, like, being mad at people if they don't come, like, Things I don't like about myself sometimes producing yeah. really brings out, but in ways I need to like address because I'm like they're gonna come out like just I don't know. There's like things like I'm like trying to take dating seriously, and there are things that I just absolutely avoid about myself because I was just like I'm, I'm like not dating. I'm so busy, and now I'm trying to take dating seriously, and I'm like ah fuck, I gotta like address some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like producing like it's the same thing. I'm like oh I don't think about it when I'm not producing, and then when I am, I'm like yeah I gotta got to rein in that thing but it's good to know that it's there to like work on right yes yeah i yeah. also i just Validating. get to the point <laughs> when i'm producing something where like four days before i'm overthinking absolutely everything mm-hmm. um, nick and i like won't let like, <laughs> nick like won't let nick kendall and i talk to each other it's not the point not. Right? <laughs> Like, he's like you two and your ideas <laughs> he's like you're wrong about everything but you know it's just like that last minute pressure yeah. and you know the reassurance i'm i'm absolutely a reassurance seeker and i need to to be okay with just letting it be and, and knowing that it's funny and that's why i chose to put it on and not second guessing myself yeah at the end yeah, I, I'm such, like, a detail-oriented person in life and work and everything, and then I think it comes out in the worst ways leading up to a show because I mm-hmm. try to, like, control all those little things that are not controllable, and then I think that, like, I so enjoy, like, writing games. Like, I love that. And, and you I, guys are great at it. I just want to say that. I thoroughly enjoy Good Girls Gone Sad's game. Thank you. We but just want to host a game show. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, the creative stuff brings me so much joy and so like michael is kind of like it like it really bothers him how stressed i get before shows and i'm like but i also get so much joy out of it and like but he's like i don't see that side like i see the side where you're like really quiet and like on the verge of tears because you're like freaking out that the timing's not gonna work or whatever and and then it didn't it really didn't it (laughs) blew up in our face and it ended up being fine it did, but I <laughs> did write two games that didn't make, make it. I know. And one then of them was just the repurposed. Next one. It was fine. But yeah. And so I think that like, oh, but yeah. you worked on a whole PowerPoint for it. And it was a really good PowerPoint. Well, also, I like I was talking to my therapist about this. I'm like, I think we should get a producer. But she was like, are you going to let a producer take control? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> she was like, do you trust another person like, it's literally the group project all yeah. over again. Do you trust another person to do this group project, or are you going to make everybody submit their slides to you, and then you're going to change their stuff because it's wrong? <laughs> no, we're uh, same boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I feel like we've beaten that horse. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we shouldn't say that. That poor horse. It's already dead. <laughs> it's already 
dead. It's already dead. Isn't just when I was thinking, I was like, oh, I know what they're gonna ask me because like. Shout out to you guys for having fans on this podcast. Like, I feel like very lucky to be have chosen to, to be on today. But I was like, oh, isn't it crazy how what makes you good sometimes also makes you sad? A hundred percent. I'm sure you guys, yeah. this is not a new idea. I was also like, oh, I have to have original ideas. And I was like, no. no. Well, and I was thinking as we were talking about what makes you good, like we always dive into the sad when we're talking about the good. Yeah. Because it's like your school like conditions you to be competitive. Maybe you already were going to be competitive. So of course that's what makes you sad, right? <laughs> you know, but yeah. Are you? Do you have siblings? I do. Yes, I have a brother and then a half brother. Where are you in the lineup? I am the oldest one. Okay, too. oldest so girl. Oldest girl. Very like same thing. Controlling. Like that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. What? Sorry. Q is just so tall. I'm like, you're actually not older than him. No, exactly. Your brother's just very tall, but like still like just graduated college, and like I know that about him, <laughs> and I'm like. You're actually, he's actually older than you. I don't know what you're talking about. He's just quite tall. And we have that dynamic where like, I am older in the sense where I'm literally older and have that like controlling older sibling energy, but he is so much cooler than me that like, whatever he says, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, let's just do that. That's okay. (laughs) I think, are you comfortable talking a little bit about like your half brother and like your quarantine and how he's, he's nine? He just turned 11. 11. But he was like nine in quarantine, right? He was, yeah. And you were how old? I was like 22, 23. Yeah. And so she has like a much younger brother, which mm-hmm. you can speak to. But I think your dynamic is truly so adorable. Oh, he's the best. He's, he oh. is I mean, the both best. of my Ryan's brothers cool are the kid. best. But we can bleep his name. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, we can. <laughs> um, he's so great. He is just such a fun kid. And, you know, COVID was hard for everybody in so many different ways. But I did get the gift of getting to spend so much time with him. And we binged Jesse. <laughs> start to finish I was like we watched high school musical we we tried all these things like I just had so much fun having him as a buddy during COVID um there's something really special there's something like that I don't know emboldens or bolsters your good girlness like taking care of a nine-year-old brother like navigating today's world like, I think you see the world through his eyes the way you talk about him to mm-hmm. me. And it's so sweet and gentle and also scary for the children. I'm scared for the children. <laughs> I'm scared yeah. for the children. He was an iPad kid. Um, <laughs> and I'm always like, what did you watch on the internet? <laughs> and like, I would like take his iPad and search through um, his YouTube history. And he searched naked one time. And I was like, dad, we got to up these filters. <laughs> oh my gosh. And of course, what he watched was like America's top, like top 10 most naked America's Got Talent auditions. Which oh was like blurred and nothing because it was on YouTube Kids. But I was still like so protective. Top 10 most naked America's Got Talent auditions. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, what, yeah. What is, what, what's in that video? What's in that video? That is such a thing, though. I lived, um, during the pandemic, I lived with my parents, and then my sister and her husband were there. I don't know. And I think it was really nice for me to live with my sister as adults. I mean, certainly some of our childishness came out by being in our childhood home. Yeah. But in my brother-in-law, like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it was, like, a bonding time that, obviously, the pandemic was bad for many reasons. But, like, in that way, I think it was very special and cool it was and same thing with my parents like I was so so lucky to be able to spend so much time with them Mm -hmm. um and I don't know about you guys I just like that's what I cry to my therapist about all the time I'm like I don't get to spend enough time with them like if I could live at home forever but still 
be an adult and then be on my own. I don't know. It's like this weird dynamic where I'm like, I want to spend as much time with family and that's what I care about so much. But I'm like, I also have to leave the house and be free and be be an adult. When I graduated from college, I was supposed to come to New York two weeks after to start my job. And um, in that two weeks, I lived at home and like we like went to the beach or whatever and just kind of, you know, went shopping for things I needed and I but I like got on my mom's schedule like I woke up when she woke up and actually probably later but (laughs) I woke up in the morning and like we would eat our oatmeal together and then we'd like go for a walk like a power walk and like I like did meals on wheels with her a couple times because like her friend couldn't come like I just followed her schedule and she said one of the days she was like I'm actually really glad you have a job because I think if you had just moved home you would have just stayed here forever and it we both would have been fine with that forever. <laughs> and I was like, that's so real. Like I just fall into that and like, it works for me, but I'm like, I cannot <laughs> like, I know I need to be an adult. Yeah. I need to be on my own and I'm glad I'm living my life in New York. But also like every time I leave my parents, when I'm home, I cry. I'm j- it's just something about that, that special time. I know. And I <laughs> talked to my therapist. I was like, is it weird that I still do that? <laughs> I was like, am I normal? Literally reassurance seeking from yeah, her. I know. Yeah. I, that, Pandemic was a little different because I was doing work while I was there. But I think that was really cool, too, for my parents to, like, kind of, like, see me working and, like, yeah. know my hours. And, like, they definitely had a better sense of, like, what I do, which was kind of cool, too. I don't know. It was a nice time. I don't necessarily want to live at home again, but, like, I could go back for months at a time and it would be fine. <laughs> well, Kendall, we would love to know if you have a good girl glossary entry. The Good Girl Glossary is the... Do you know? I don't think okay. I can... I, <laughs> I don't think I, I like, memorized. I was like, that would be so super fun. Time I, I keep like, pawning it off on keeps people. being like, oh, you've listened to the podcast? <laughs> Name every episode we've ever done. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't that be so super fan of me if I was like, no, 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 I got it from well, here. Wait, wait, wait. Well, she did... Okay, listener, she did reach her arm out like she was going to say it's the definitive list of people, places, and things that make up a good girl. I think it was more of like a, oh, do I have a glossary entry for you? Okay. Well, <laughs> lay it on us. Okay. I know you've been thinking long and hard about this. I have. And like, I called Nick before and really, I was like, do you think that these are good? I <laughs> like, love that. Reassurance seeking. Um, tell me if these have been done before. Um, the phrase, thanks, it's from J. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> it has not been done okay. before. Does that include, it's from J. Crew? It was 40% off. They always yes, have, have a sale. sale. <laughs> There's like always an explanation. <laughs> and like, the way I've gotten jeans for $14 there Gosh. and told, everybody that I've ever met because I was just so proud of the bargain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being proud of the bargain is very, very good girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, knowing who Jenna Lyons was. <laughs> yes. Like the thing is like, no one knows who the creative director of banana Republic is. No one knows who the creative director of Coles is. Why were we so obsessed with Jenna? I need to know. I have so many questions about Jenna. And now that she's famous again, does she want to be famous? It seems like she, she does. does, but also she like, seems like she hates it. You should read the cut article. They talked to her mm, about, yeah. like, why she did Real Housewives, and it's, like, partly because she, like, her other brands. She wants to sell her eyelashes. Yeah. That makes sense. And, like, kind of tell people the reason why she's doing the eyelash thing and everything. Um, it's funny, though, that you said that because um, my uh, – we were talking – I saw this event that I went to the other day, the Gen Z thing. It was all about, like, aesthetics, and they, like, asked all of the Gen Zers to describe their aesthetic, and they were, like, so – 
easily able to describe their aesthetic. Like they were like, you know, I used to probably be kind of like preppy, like sorority girl aesthetic. And now I've moved into more like goth girl aesthetic and like, but like comfy goth. Like they just like knew exactly how to define (laughs) themselves. And I was like, what is mine? And then literally yesterday I was like, my aesthetic is Jenna Lyons, but without as much money. Because it's like Jenna <laughs> it really Lyons, is. if she buys her clothes at Old Navy, like that's like literally what my aesthetic is. If Jenna Lyons was on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'll try a trend, but I'm never going to get that daring. I'm like mostly going to be preppy, like not too girly, like just more like refined, but like from Old Navy is the key. Or J. Crew on sale. To J. Crew on sale. To J. To J. Crew, Crew on, on sale. sale. Clink, 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 clink. Um, I love that. I think yeah. we should absolutely add it in. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what was it? Thanks, it's from J. Crew. Thanks, it's from J. Crew. Okay, great. Thanks, Thanks it's, it's from, from J. Crew. Dun da da da. <laughs> do, do you want to do it? Oh, yeah. Dun da da da. Perfect. Beautiful. And did you have another? I did. It's also the phrase, did I say anything weird? <gasps> <gasps> yes. I feel like I say that all the time. I say it after drinking and like waking up with anxiety. I just say it if I'm like, talking to parents and then I'm like ah did I say anything weird um yeah I use that phrase often ah I yes another Olivia Rodrigo yeah she made it weird she made it worse and I yeah the thing is I know what I said was weird and if people try to tell me what I said wasn't weird I'm like they're like oh or that's just um she's just being Miley you know (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I'm like is being Miley a good thing wait that's actually so funny I used to like like, in my head, when I would, like, do something silly goofy, I'd be like, oh, she's just being Miley. <laughs> and I've, like, seen other people on TikTok say the same thing. So I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. It's not just me. Yeah. I thought I... Um, that's so funny. I definitely do that. I think it's gotten worse with age. Like, I think I've always been kind of like that. But I think in my old age, I have... Um, I've It's, like, yeah, progressively gotten worse. I also think the pandemic made it worse. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic, like took me away from social settings and and I think being on the internet a lot has made it worse yes because you really open yourself up to like anyone's feedback and responses and whatever and so I think about what I'm saying a lot more I I absolutely agree and that's one of the reasons I was like oh I know in a conversation that we'd all be on the same page but I'm like a podcast is Mm -hmm. permanently recorded the way I said that phrase if it comes off like a little weird I'm like, is it weird? Oh. See, I will just cut out anything you think is weird. One. Yeah. Two, <laughs> True. I feel like being a comedian is so hard because everyone's vibes are so different and you have to like start conversations with people you like follow on the internet, but you don't actually know them. And then they're like, oh, we've met. And you're like, I'm so sorry. And then I go, what was your name? And they say it. And then I immediately forget that I have to ask them again. And then they go, well, I know Becca. And I'm like, okay, cool. I, I do too. Um, I, it's like so stressful. That's like, honestly hard i don't know there's just something so specific about the comedian's energy because we're all supposed to be cool and i'm like alert alert not cool i'm not cool i need you to know that before i start the class maybe i look cool maybe sometimes i do you know when they're like i am out of breath (laughs) do you know when they're like at networking events they're like it's okay everybody's nervous i always think about that and i'm like no i think i'm a little more nervous than everybody i'm pretty sure it's just me (laughs) i don't know i'm like we're all supposed to like have this air about us well, I so I told Sid I ran into Jay Jordan on the subway platform and he had done our show. Yeah. And I've, I think I've met him a couple other times, but like I don't think I think that's why he knows who I am because he did our show. And he kind of like gave me a little wave and I like went over and was like, hey, how are you? 
And he was like, good. And um, I was like, I came to your solo show. It was so good. And he was like, oh, which one? And I was like, um, the one at the Bell House. And he was like, I did my solo show at Littlefield. And I was like, yes, it was at Littlefield. Mm-hmm. I like also went to another show at the Bell House. Like, and then he like had to get on the train. And I was like, he thinks I was lying. And it's like, why would he think I was lying? Like, right. <laughs> why would I make that up that I went to his hour? Like I did. I stood beside his husband, even though his husband doesn't know who I am. <laughs> like, I'm just like, but then I like really was like, that was so weird of me to say the bell. <laughs> it's like, I just, I went to the little field in the bell house in the same week. I don't think he's overthinking it. Why am I overthinking it? But man, well, I was. When you said that too, I was like, oh, was he testing you? Being like, which one? <laughs> like. Yeah. That energy yeah. is always weird to me. I know. Well, he's well, also extremely cool and kind of hard yes. to talk to because he's so cool. Well, I don't think that that's what he was doing, but I do know that there's some energy where I'm like, were they testing me? Yeah. And I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. They know I got it yeah. wrong. And I'm like, no, I, I actually was there. When you do, I forget that comedians are not their onstage personality. And so if someone is very open and like loud and whatever on stage and then you talk to them off stage and they're like very quiet and reserved which is many comedians yeah I think they hate me and I'm like no don't you want to be like joking with me and like doing silly voices and whatever and you're it's the like, bits person let's do bits together yeah it is like in a k-hole or something staring at like I'm thinking about every time I said something weird you can't <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm literally just each time I step outside, it's, it's social, social suicide. Um, Do you think that song was originally supposed to be called Social Suicide and then they changed it to Ballad of a Homeschool Girl? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think that every I, time I, I agree. <laughs> I have thought like, that. This is not what we're going to call this song. <laughs> I haven't thought about that before, but I have thought about, like, I don't know. I just used to be so cool and social. Being a precocious kid, it was so easy to talk to adults because I just laughed off any weird thing that I said. Now I have to talk to my peers. I I bring this up like on every single episode that I like. Mm-hmm. Peers I, are hard to talk. Peers to. are so hard to talk to. And then every time I meet a young person, I just go, "What's it like being 23?" I don't want. I don't like that about myself. I'm like, why can't I say <laughs> something normal that's like not about their age? We gotta make you a new catchphrase when you meet someone young. <laughs> Hey, sport. <laughs> That's a good one. That is it, a good is one. It, so we beat on boats against the current, born back ceaselessly into the past. And then you're like, oh, do you know that? <laughs> Have you read it? You were recently in high school. I bet you read it. <laughs> <laughs> the eyes of TJ Eckelberg. Good job. Oh, I'm literally out of breath. I think we have to move on, but I agree. Did I say something weird? We should add it yeah, to the glossary. One thing that I think is a little bit helpful to remember is I think more people think, did I say something weird? than fixate on something you said. Does that make sense? Like, I think more people are in their head, like... Becca, I say some weird shit. Yes, but I think... Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I, like, I think more people are, like, that thing that I said was really weird than, like, remember when said Sid told me a train fact? <laughs> no, 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 but it wouldn't be train fact. Like, I remember one time I was talking to somebody who I had not talked to in Wait, a long time. You do tell train facts. <laughs> I just want to make it clear that I wasn't, like, making On an the record joke. I just was... <laughs> saying that you do tell train facts. I do. I do you tell have gone on the record as being very knowledgeable about commuter trains. <laughs> and I need to make that can, clear. Can we hear a train fact now? Oh, uh, New Jersey Transit doesn't charge um, peak and off-peak. Only the MTA does. Like Metro North. And a lot of people don't know that. 
I didn't know that. I just wanted to make it clear because I feel like it could have made it, <laughs> it could have made it sound like I was like making an implication about you that like wasn't. which might not be wrong. Jury is out. But I just wanted it to be clear that that's a true. It's sin a true thing, fact. and I I do have a joke in my set about <laughs> it was like. One time someone kissed me to shut me up, and he said, wow, you know a lot about trains. <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, I'm really, I'm really thinking about some stuff that, no, I just, I just, I know for a fact that there are people who are like, Sid said the weirdest thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I project myself, I present myself as a weird girl. It's just easier to be weird than try to be normal. Like, literally, how do people pull off being basic? And that's, like, a real question I have. I used to do You're the same thing. You're looking at me. <laughs> well, no, I actually looked at you and Kendall. I looked at Kendall first and then you. I well, because you consider yourself basic, right? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I more consider myself like other girls. You're right. There is a difference. But I wait, just, like, I, w- I want to hear what no, you mean. No, yeah. I just, I do remember growing up and feeling awkward when you're like 12 and then I was one of those kids who was like I'm just gonna lean into the fact that I'm awkward yes. because then it makes this whole situation easier not to pull your cover but ukulele girl oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was a ukulele girl how did that not come up when we I were discussing honestly, instruments yeah honestly that I kept real quiet <laughs> I, yeah, you weren't you weren't really an animal girl, even though I you were an elephant girl, but you yeah. were like ukulele girl. I was a ukulele girl. That's and cool though. Scarves like, and ukulele. Scarves <laughs> and ukulele, and the video is still on the internet. It's got a lot of and views. It has a lot of views, and it is me singing rap songs on a ukulele, which is like so cringe looking back on it now. But that's also such a moment in time. It's they so Taylor Swift song- coded. They You're were fine. all songs about butts. Like I thought it was so funny. It's the butt compilation. It, it is. actually is funny, that's and I've so seen it. Funny. And we'll show you after. <laughs> well, all I wanted, like in middle school, high school, was like an acoustic version. Like I, we used to listen to this acoustic version of um, Three Six Nine. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Damn girl, fine. I just think and those songs like, are so funny. Get Get a low, get a low, get a low. But it wasn't supposed to be funny. And it was literally like, to the windows, to the walls. And we were all like, this is like a good song. <laughs> Acoustic covers kind of got out of control there for they a minute really in 2016. It. it was it was an epidemic of oh, sorts. Acoustic covers and mashups. Yes. That was like the same so time. It, it was, was it, historically back in Blaming Glee. It was a mashup <laughs> of butt songs. And one of them was Anaconda by Nicki Minaj as like the last one. And I... Always think about it. It's Isn't it like my so anaconda don't. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Have you seen the video? <laughs> I haven't seen it all the way through. I just like, <laughs> I've seen like the first few seconds and I'm like, eh, I can guess where this is going. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's so funny. Can I also add something that's like a girl glossary that yeah. is just so far out of left field? Sourdough bread. We <laughs> <laughs> have some. Do you want some? Ma- oh, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking about sourdough bread. There's just something like. Oh, I'm going to get sourdough toast. Like, there's something so, like, quote-unquote well, sophisticated about sourdough that I feel like good girls, like, really identify with. That's so funny that you say that because pandemic, I was staying with my dad. Shout out Charlie Bowden. And <laughs> he started sourdough like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. Um, and we called it his bread friend. I always uh, helped him weigh and measure um, his bread friend. Because you, d- you just take phase. care of it. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Literally one time, Michael like it's called me and was like, "Can you check on my sourdough?" So <laughs> I was doing, and I had to check on it and like send him a picture of it. And I was like, 
if I could go back four years and say, hey, girl, I know you're sad that you're single, but one day <laughs> you're going to have to check somebody's sourdough starter. <laughs> and then he's going to give up on this project two weeks later after he made one one batch. My dad, think it was good. he still has it going. He he makes a mean sourdough loaf. You'll have to try it sometime. I, I would love to. I love your dad. Yeah. Oh, I love my I dad. mean, I love parents. <laughs> give me a parent. I'm going to have a good time. <laughs> Because they're not my peers and they still think I'm charming. It's not. I'm not spiraling. Um, okay, so let's add sourdough bread to the <laughs> cook girl glossary. Sourdough, sourdough bread. bread. Perfect. Okay, well, our final-ish segment is we do have a game for you. Exciting. Okay, cool. Well, this is called the American Girl Good gr- American Good Girl Next Door. I'm screaming. Um, <laughs> I'm not literally going to scream. I was <laughs> glad that you mentioned Felicity without prompting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but these are about some of the modern American girl dolls, um, that were not part of the original historical few. Um, and just like a little bit about American girl doll in general and it's trivia. And if you know the answer, cool. And if you don't, you probably won't because they're specific and silly. Um, one of our favorite, uh, SNL activities is going to the American girl doll store in between Wait, shows. can we all go sometime in Absolutely, our nap Absolutely, we'd love to do brunch. I've never done tea there. Love Should to. we wear lo- our matching nap dresses? We should wear matching Absolutely. nap dresses. Listeners, we all have the same nap dress. <laughs> because <laughs> if you went to a sample sale in New York City, they gave them to you for free. If you bought, what was it, like four other things? Or mm-hmm. And so we the all... Last day they were $15? <laughs> yeah, if yes. you didn't get it for free, it was $15. It was crazy. So everyone in New York City, basically, every every basic girl has, or non-basic, as Sid has pointed out that she is. Um, I'm, just, I'm just a weird girl with nap dresses. <laughs> yes. every, so everyone has this exact same print and pattern. And the funny thing is, one of my friends has it too, and she... Pay full price. Pay full price. I know. No, no, she brought it's pretty. She brought it to her bachelorette, and I went, oh, did you get it for free? And she went... Did you? She <laughs> was like oh, really uh, upset she when really she found upset. out I got it for free. So let's get started with the game. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. Courtney is from the 80s. What is her favorite TV show that is featured on her PJs and sleeping bag that you can buy in adult form? Care Bears, Transformers, or Strawberry Shortcake? It's Care Bears. Is it's it Strawberry not? Shortcake. No. Yeah. Ugh. I was so confident you too. Were. You were. I believed you. American Girl frequently does collaborations. Which collab have they not done? Harry Potter, Teen Vogue, or Wicked? I'm going to say Wicked. Oh, it's you'll be delighted to know that for the 20th anniversary of Wicked, they, they did a Glinda and Alpha outfits. Yep. Wow. Um, okay. Short-lived Cecile Ray from 1843 dreams of being a stage actress so she can do what every night? Ride in her own horse and carriage, dance at parties, or hear applause from her fans? I want to say hear applause from her fans. It's dance at parties. It's dance at parties. She wants to be a stage actress so she can dance at parties. I'm like, I feel like there's other ways to achieve this. But yeah, yeah she's in um, 1843 uh, New Orleans. But she was only on the market for three years. <laughs> okay, so when you said short-lived, you meant... So she was... You no, know, she doesn't die in the book. But yeah, th- th- she was only on the market for three years. Gotcha. Oh, I know. I thought you That's meant... That's why I, you said that American Girl doll, and I was like, man, I must be really behind. But Yeah, Cecile Ray, and then her best friend is Marie Grace. Oh, wow. So, uh, hmm. take a look. Look them up if you want. Yeah. If you want. All right. Um, Mary Ellen from the Cold War had what affliction at the age of seven? Was it meningitis, pneumonia, or polio? 
She wouldn't have polio. She had polio. She had polio. Wait, it makes one of her so legs sing in the and Cold War. And it made War. one of her. It's 1950. The Cold War was like when I was born. No, that was the Cuban Missile Crisis. No, that was 1963. No, the Cold War. The Cold War was like the <laughs> 80s and 90s. Michael, do you know? Okay, well, <laughs> when was it? Okay, the Cuban Missile Crisis was JFK. That was in the 60s. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I was a history minor. Yes, the Cold War, 1985 to 1991. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, but there's another Cold War from 1947 <laughs> to 1948. <laughs> Hold up! <laughs> okay, so... Cold War II. So this time it's colder. <laughs> <laughs> but the Chile, um. It's the Chile War and then the Cold War. Wait, according to the American Girl Doll Wiki... But she had polio, and it made no. one of her legs smaller, but the doll doesn't actually have a smaller leg. Well, I guess if there it was just a Cold War 40 has, years before the Cold she War. She has, like, loose lungs or something like that. They, said they used a very strange adjective I've never Wait. heard on lungs before. But can I say, if Girl, I was a kid... I was one year off with the Cuban Missile Crisis. Congrats. That's impressive. Thank you so much what to year the was University Bay of, of North Carolina. Um, that was that was part of the Cuban, Cuban Missile... Oh, my God. <laughs> Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, it was. That's why I thought... That's why I associated them together. Good for me. I do have to say, like, that is the doll I probably would have gravitated towards. Mary and Ellen? Just, yes. And then, like, oh, my God, her story. Because, like, I don't know. I was the kid who was like, I want a wheelchair for my doll. And my mom was like, had to call my mom's friend and be like, is this okay? Like, <laughs> should I get, she's, like, never been in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, um, I just wanted to say the Bay of Pigs was 1961. I think it's what sparked the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay, wonderful. Huge news. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. My goodness. Listeners, cookies. Michael just brought cookies. <laughs> Ladies, date the nice guy. Marry the nice guy. <laughs> yes, marry the nice guy. Marry the nice guy. Marry the nice guy. Marry the nice guy, he um, said with his mouth full of cookie. <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, she did have polio. Wow. Okay. Wow. And <laughs> basically, everything she has is like, it's like a diner set. It's just like her whole thing is that she's like, she's kind of like Amelia Bedelia. Oh, my gosh. Are they warm? They smell are these warm. cookies warm? They're so, they smell Ooh. amazing. Um, this is his motivation for us to finish. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wants, he's like, he's like, oh, they can't eat and talk. And we are, the three of us are staring at them staring while talking. Um, anyway, so look good. at Mary Ellen. She is, she's a cutie, but her whole thing is that she like gets herself into trouble with her words. And she also wants to be famous. Like what's so fun is that like all of I these dolls just want to be famous. She's from 1954, which is neither Cold War. <laughs> I'm so confused about Mary Ellen. I also Mary Ellen is one word. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you want to? Should we move on? Circle back or? We can. No, we're gonna get to the bottom <laughs> of this. <laughs> I really want to get to the bottom of it. I've just I can't get over the fact that she has. I'm sorry. Her name's Mary Ellen, but they call her Ellie. That's not happening. No. Yeah, I would have loved. Fandom this doll. wants to know if I'm an adult. Oh yes, or a the kid. um yes, the wiki fandom. Okay, so this is the one that's gonna say she's from the Cold War. This is where I got the information from. It says she's representing the 1950s. Maybe it's post Cold War. She had polio when she was seven years old during the polio epidemic of 1952. Very skinny for her age. I know. I was like, what? I was like, actually, actually we don't need that. We, <laughs> we don't, don't need that, that American girl. She is very skinny for her age and has a nose like her sister's. Thank you, Wiki. That so basically, those are, those are just facts from her book, for sure. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, the doll is shaped the exact same way as the other dolls. And I'm like, so her nose is 
the same shape as her sister because she's also an American Girl doll. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I have the same literal face mold. I don't see her anything about the Cold War. Oh, okay. If you go to, sorry, th- I went to a list of all of the dolls and eras that they represent. So she mm. like represents the Cold War era. Not according to <laughs> history. Becca, we might have to move on. <laughs> okay, we can move on. But we'll this is, we'll go to the I'll store yeah, and we'll, we'll question them <laughs> when we get there about... I just yes. seem like really shook by there being two Cold Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear my sister's feedback on this episode. <laughs> um, you're next. After I shouted out my university degree. Okay. <laughs> it was just a minor. If I was a major, I would know. Okay. Me um, with my Spanish. This is exactly me with my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Kavi, is that how you mm-hmm. think you say it? Kavi, your girl of the year 2023 is passionate about what? A, being a DJ, B, becoming a dentist, or C, interior design? I feel like it's the DJ one. It that is. just feels so DJ. American girl. She like, wants to be a DJ, oh but she's good at math. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what? She's definitely going to become like a math DJ. Like, she's going to like math the system to be yeah. like the best DJ in the world. Yeah, she's going to math the system. Watch <laughs> out, system. You're about to get math. That's actually how disc jockey works. <laughs> um, okay, your final question. Okay. Nikki and Isabel are the twins who were born in 1999, and their historical event is celebrating the millennium. And they actually have they have a mini care and keeping of you. And you can yes. buy original American Girl doll apparel because they launched them. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, they're twin sisters navigating the Y2K situation. They also participate in a national program at their school. Which one is it? Dare, the presidential fitness test, jump rope for heart, or the pizza, bu- pizza hut book it program. Do you know what the pizza hut book it program I is? Do you know what the pizza hut book it program where is? Where you get a personal pan pizza. Yes. Do you know what the jump rope for heart is? No. Oh. It's where you I, would I've actually heart. had that on my list to add to the good girl. Jump rope for I, heart. Why can I not say good girl glossary? I don't know. You should probably get that checked out. <laughs> it's pretty important to us. Excuse me, doctor. Um, which one did you want to add to the glossary? The Pizza Hut Bucket Program. Jump heart. Rope for Heart. Jump Rope for Heart was um, you would jump rope and like raise money for cardiac yeah. things. I don't really know. The American Heart Association. The American Heart. Thank you. Um, but which I actually had a friend who used to work at. But anyway, which one do you think it was? Dare, okay. the presidential fitness test, Jump Rope for Heart, or Pizza Hut Bucket Program? I want to say Dare. And that's just because I did win my D.A.R.E. award. <gasps> Wait, you told me to win the D.A.R.E. award? Yes. Me too. Yes. And I was shocked when I won the D.A.R.E. award. I, I thought my essay was so I bad. I wasn't shocked. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm in the presence of two D.A.R.E. award winners. Wait, okay. Do you want to know a fun fact? Actually, yes. it's not really that fun. I'm not going to say it. I'm actually not going to say it. I'll tell it to you off air. Okay, sounds but good. But I did. <laughs> my friend <laughs> Emma and I were two of the winners of the essay contest, and she sent me a – she, like, listened – I don't know if she listened to an episode or, like, saw a video or something, but just, like, after I, like, posted something about D.A.R.E., she sent me the picture of – it's, like, four of us in our D.A.R.E. t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Holding up the banner and with, like, um, Officer whatever his name was. <laughs> oh, our officer, like, tased the ceiling, and we thought he was so cool. That actually is really It was cool. crazy. That's a good way to assert your dominance. And then with <laughs> the you have to read your D.A.R.E. essay in front of the school. Yep. Okay, yes. And mine was, like, do not – do cigarettes. <laughs> I thought it was like so drugs. Forget about it. Cigarettes is we're starting. We're starting small at cigarettes. I don't. So bad. I don't remember what mine was about, but I do remember as a child, like seeing strangers like smoking in their car and like rolling down my window and being like, "Smoking is really bad for you. You should stop doing that. You're polluting the environment as well as your lungs." And like I remember, like I specifically my uncle being like, "We do not tell strangers." <laughs> Not to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
going with Dare for the personal connection. Okay. It is the Pizza Hut Book It program, and you can buy the accessory set, which means you can okay. buy a Pizza Hut little cup, the actual, like, bookmark, a personal pan pizza, and, like, other Pizza Hut accoutrement. That was my second guess because I was like, American Girl doll already has that pizza mold because I had the sleepover <laughs> pizza oh. set, and I was like, they're going to reuse mm-hmm. that. But Do you think they could did, you like, believe a- the... I'm sorry. Was that a brand collab with Pizza Hut? Maybe, but it's the only thing that they have. That's fascinating. And Book It program doesn't exist anymore. I know. It's like, I saw that and I was like, this is, we must talk about this. Maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe. I had forgotten about it until just now. Can I get a personal pan pizza? Anyway. Yeah. You can. Yes, I can. (laughs) You can. Okay, thank you so much. (laughs) I want to take my uh, report card to Krispy Kreme. Oh, yes. Mm. You have mentioned this. Yes. Or or my uh, church program, I actually think that's what we've we've talked about. If you take, I'm your sorry, it's actually called a bulletin. Oh yeah, you take your church <laughs> bulletin to Krispy Kreme. You used to get a free donut, oh, which is hilarious. I love that. I was there was a moment during this game where I was like, this is a test. This is a test, and I'm gonna get a report card at the end. That's why. There, well, that's you why Sid was like, you might get every question right, you might get them all wrong. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We have had we have re- we have received feedback. Yes. <laughs> The people we have on this podcast oh, no, do, this in fact, fun. not like getting things wrong. <laughs> As Shocker. And this is not a test you can prepare for, which it's is not. the worst kind of test. <laughs> You're like, you do not need to know anything for it. And it like, is a pop quiz. It's yes. pop quiz. But you got a 100%. You got 100%. Oh, thank you guys. You won. And it's over. And it's over. It's over. We, the last thing we do is we call it passing the offertory plate. Mm-hmm. So we would like to pass you the offertory plate and give you the chance to plug yourself. Yeah, which we talked about is so hard, so I'm going to do it. You got um, it. You can follow me on Instagram at Kendall Bowden. Can you spell that? Yes, K-E-N-D-A-L-L-B-O-W-D-E-N. And then you can follow our sketch group at Fun in Moderation, and you can come see our next show at Caveat on November 28th. Yay! Can they and live stream it? Yes. yes, and they can live stream it. So live stream tickets are available, um, and same thing. What is Yes, and we're doing, we just got accepted to Pitt's Sketch Fest. Congrats. Thank you. So we will be linking all the information for that on our Instagram page. So you're going to have to follow us there. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to. Wonderful. I love that. That's so exciting. And you should live stream it because the video production quality at Caveat, Caveat is oh my just gosh. so good. <laughs> yeah, let's notch. plug Caveat real quick. We love Caveat and we hope you love us. We actually <laughs> desperately need you to back. love us. Yeah, have us back. Thanks. That'd be great. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, there's only one thing left to say. Would you like to say it with us? I would love to. Yay. All right. Jesus, Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet. internet. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. You can find me, Becca Stevenson, at the Becca Stevenson on Instagram and at the real underscore Becca on TikTok and Twitter. You can find me, Sid King, at Sid period the period King on Instagram. And you can find us, the Good Girls Gone Sad, at Good Girls Gone Sad on Instagram and TikTok. You can also email us at goodgirlsgonesad at gmail.com. If you would like to submit a glossary submission, you can DM it to us on Instagram or send it through by email. Also, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will mail you a sticker and a matchbook. If you DM it to us on Instagram, just have to give us your address. Five-star reviews only, please. Also, don't forget, if you want to drink your morning coffee out of a mug that says Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet, you can do that with our merch, which you can find via our link tree.
We would also like to thank Emery Bergman for our amazing logo and Luke Lima for our amazing intro and outro music. All right, there's only one thing left to say. Jesus wouldn't call people whores on the internet. Bye. <laughs> Oh no, okay.